Hey now, you rat son of a guns. This is You Need a Hire Podcast coming to you live for the first time tonight. This is completely live. No edits. Time. No None. edits. None. I can tell you what it was. For Zero. Sure. My son comes in What's here that? and he messes with the knobs on this and he pretends that he's at Monster Jam and he's like, Monster Jam, like talking into the microphone and he messes with the knobs and that's what he did. He turned the gain up. I didn't even realize it. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, well, we're good now. But Nick, let's just pretend we never had that conversation and just start completely over. Let's do it. Um, Christian okay, so the first thing I was yeah. saying, I was going to show this, guys. I went, I told Nick, Saw X is now a three and a half stars for me. It was a three. Now it's three and a half because I got this cool cup at my my theater. So I watched this while I, I, I drank out of this while I was watching The Exorcist, which also bumped up The Exorcist. Because this is an like this is an automatic half a star bump when you got a cool cup like this. Wow! So, um, but anyway, guys, if you if, he's given uh, Exorcist a five, guys, five stars. Wow! Six six stars actually, six and a half. I'm the first time ever. I'm giving six stars. But I was gonna say, guys, if you want this, I'm sure they still have it at theaters. But if you want the bucket, it's the same thing. So maybe you might just want one of them. But that was cool. But I, I'm rocking my uh, dude. It's so crazy that. Like, you know what makes me most excited about movies now is the merchandise stuff. Like, I'm trying to think what movie is going to come out next year or something where they're going to do another, uh, like another popcorn bucket because they've only done it for no, they've not only done it for horror stuff, right? They've, they do stuff for like uh, the Jerry Beetle, whatever the hell it's called, right? Yeah, Ninja yeah, they, and they did stuff for Ninja Turtles, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like what's another horror movie? Like if if Trick or Treat Two comes out and this it's it, it's as big Jerry as the deal, I hope it, this motherfucker said. I don't Jerry know what Beetle. the hell. What's the movie called? Lou Beetle. I mean, <laughs> I didn't called? see it. But... The Jerry Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. If Trick or Treat Two comes out and it's got a big theater release, oh yeah, the dude. There, there will be casualties over the popcorn buckets for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be casualties. Good. <laughs> there should be. There should be. But it'd be like Black Friday at Walmart when the doors open. Dude, well, I did that. I did Black Friday one time. It was like 2012. Never, never again. My dad Damn. wanted to get some kind of like Obama phone or something. I don't, I don't remember what the hell it was. It was like a track phone or some shit. Some kind of new like walmart phone whatever they're called uh what what is walmart's what is that walmart carrier called i think it's track um, phone. i think you're right track phone or something my dad used to call it obama phones because like if it wasn't verizon or if it wasn't verizon or at&t it was an obama phone to him so he's like bubba they got the new obama phones at walmart they're like galaxies let's go get them straight talk straight talk's what it was oh, straight talk wireless, <laughs> he yeah. called straight talk obama phone my dad was a funny guy, right? He is a funny guy. But anyway, yeah, I did that one year. Never the fuck again. Now everybody just shops online. I just, is Black Friday even a thing anymore? It, yeah. Is that I like mean, even is. a thing? It is, but not like it used to be. Really? It's, it's definitely Cyber Monday. Also, dude, they do their deals like before Thanksgiving now. They're like, right, the right. Before Black Friday sale. It's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but. It is what it is. And in my in my world, the only thing that matters on Black Friday is the Vinegar Syndrome sale and the movies they drop. I think last year was Roadhouse. So maybe I'll have another cool title this year. But if not, it'll be a thousand shitty titles that they pulled out of a, a waste bin. 
that they Not restored for the 4K rumor. Rumor put has a nice Vinegar Syndrome is uh, doing a 4K of Jeepers Creepers Reborn this year. So I hope so, dude. This can you imagine the slipcover on that with the weather main on the front? Oh, better embossed weather main, or I don't want it raised, ra- raised and embossed. Yeah, <laughs> double sided. Yes, dude. If they put our, they should put our interview on the Blu-ray. We're probably one of the only. And then they did. should. They should put our interview on the Blu-ray and immediately after that, our reviews of the movie on the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, our, our reviews are pretty similar. It was like, dude, this movie's terrible, but I had fun. But it's fuck, it's bad. Oh, that'd be that'd be an honor. That would be an absolute honor yeah. if anything I ever do makes it onto a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. That'd be the, I, I'll retire because you're not gonna get over that. Um. Well, Nick, we'll start this again. Is there anything else before we dive just into the exorcism thing? Let's dive into it because what I have to say pertains. I'm back. To the movie I'm back. Anyway. Is there? Any... Yeah, the exorcist is kicking me off because our, our David Gorgreen's kicking me off apparently. But before we get into that, is there anything else you want to talk about? You were bringing something really, up before. Not we, really, uh, man. Had to restart. Couple movies came out today that I haven't gotten a chance to see yet. Uh, Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, uh, some movie called Totally Killer that a lot of people are talking about. Haven't watched either. And VHS 85. Haven't watched any of them yet, uh, but I plan to this weekend. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think everything that is d- kind of dominating the airspace right now is Exorcist. So let's just dive right into that Pazuzu butthole and let's do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really excited for VHS 85. Big fan of that series. Um, I don't think there's a terrible one besides, I guess, vi- what is it called? Viral is the third viral. one? Yeah, VHS viral. viral. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I. well, the funny thing about viral is I literally can't remember anything from it, is the irony. Uh, I've seen it maybe a couple times, you know, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna try to watch all that shit tomorrow. Pet Cemetery. I'm gonna try to watch all that shit. But yeah, we get into it because um, this will probably be the last Exorcist video I do for a while. Quite some That's time. unfortunate. I'm gonna get everything a, out in this podcast. I, I just recorded a half hour spoiler video. Well, we're about to do it all over again. But <laughs> this is it for me. I'm gonna put a bow on it for a while after this. I'm gonna say everything I need to say. Um, I mean, where do you want to, st- where on earth do you want to start with this? Do you want to just talk about the movie? Do you want to talk about well, wh- what's going on in, on the internet? Like yeah, wherever yeah, you want to okay. start, I'm cool with. Yeah. So some of the posts that I made on social media leading up to this movie and, and you and I talked about it, we were not optimistic. It's let's just call it spade a spade. The trailers didn't really do much for us. It's, you know, it's the exorcist, bro. Like, I mean, come on, like, how can you really be that optimistic? Um, I think those lowered expectations for both of us helped. I really, I really do. I really do. Like, I think it, it allowed us as we're watching that movie, multiple points, at least for me going, Oh, that was pretty cool. Like, Oh, I didn't expect that. Like that, that was neat. Um, so maybe the lesson is lowering your expectations now before you go into every movie. But um, I think that it's, it's really weird. The, the toxicity isn't on the level of Halloween ends. It, it's not. Um, but it's still very much there. And somebody said something to me, and they put it very succinctly today on, on Twitter, and I agree with it. Somebody said, I don't even – or no, it was Akeem. I was messaging Akeem. 
And he wasn't a big fan of the movie, but he didn't hate it. And he was like, honestly, man, I think a lot of this is just like manufactured. I hate David Gordon Green stuff. They're not even like exorcist fans. A lot of it's probably Halloween fans that mm -hmm. are like, I hate David Gordon Green. And uh, so it's like, they just want to see the dude fail. Um, which I think is fucking corny. Like, <laughs> I think it's really corny, but whatever. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, the, the, the response from critics early on was not good. Um, it didn't instill a lot of confidence in us walking into it. And I gotta be damned, man. When I walked out, I was thinking to myself, I was like, that wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. It just, it wasn't. Like, I'm not going to lie to myself or the only reason I waited to post what I thought on, on Twitter and, and Instagram is I wanted to wait till you got out of the movie. I didn't want to color your opinion one way or the other. Um, I, I don't like to do that. So I wanted to wait. And, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't hate it. Um, yeah, same. I, it's I, was, I said this yesterday, but it's like it's gonna take me a little while to really digest it more. Because when you have months and months of buildup, like I'm still I'm still coming to grips with how I really feel about Halloween ends in a sense, and it's been a, a, a basically a year now. Because when you build up a movie and you talk about a movie, because even before Halloween ends, when Halloween Kills was coming out, we were all thinking about what what's the last one going to be like, really above anything else, right? But with with Exorcist, when we heard about this a few years ago, it was just like holy shit. So it's going to take me a while to really digest the movie and see how I feel about it. But dude, I it's like the, the issue is the issue I'm trying to see with with the majority of people is, is it a travesty to people or is it simply just not good enough because it's called the exorcist. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out based off of the reception. It's it's hard, right? It's hard for me to get a grip on what the general consensus is with that. I'd like to think that it's just not good enough for people. Um, but at the end of the day, I can only speak for myself where to where I just think it's a it's a it's a, it's a pretty good movie, and I uh, I thought it was going to be a train wreck. I thought it was going to be really shitty, to be honest with you. Um, and I ended up liking. And again, I said this in my review. I'm very basic. I don't remember names well, so I'm and I'm not going to call her African American because I feel like that's even weirder. She's an American. She's a black girl. She's a black girl born in America, right? So the black girl was I thought the best Angela. between the two. She had some. Angela was the, is that her name or the character's name or the character's name is Angela. The actress playing her name is Lydia Jewett. Okay. Well, and I'll call her Angela for the sake of, you know, just the movie. I thought she was really good. And, um, I feel like she was definitely more the focus of the movie for sure. You know, for sure. I felt like she was the focus of the movie more so than the, 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 the white girl with her parents. And, um, I think it's like, let me just tell you what what I don't like about the movie. I'll just I'll just get into that, right? I still in my opinion, I don't even think but this becomes a problem, right? Because then can you call it the exorcist still? I don't know. I I just don't even think I needed Ellen or or uh Reagan or or Linda Hamilton, not Linda Hamilton. God damn, I can't remember anybody's name. Linda Blair. Uh 
I, I just I don't Linda Blair do like in my opinion like I don't know like I because th- what happens with what happens with the with the mama Ellen Bernstein I just to me you just like that was that was silly like it's because like it was cool seeing her but like the fact that she just gets her eyes poked out. Like I, I just knew when I saw that I was like, dude, nobody's gonna like. There's no way anybody is gonna like that. But then you come across like thinking about, well, what would you do, right? That that's the other thing I try to think about. What do you do with an eighty-something-year-old woman coming into the movie? She can't really do much. She's old. But like, in my opinion, like I think if you would have stripped this movie down more and just kept the cast with with what it was and given a little bit more credence to the neighbor with her religious background that she had, which I liked to me, that would have been enough and it would have been better. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I still feel like this is Jason Blum flexing his muscles. Hey, we got her work her in. Hey, we got Linda work her in. Like, I'm always going to feel like that. Or I, it's not, maybe not always, but that's how I feel with those two in this movie. And that may be unpopular. I don't know, you know, but it wasn't Jason. I can tell you that it like, wasn't Jason. It was David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green was the one that got Ellen Burstyn like, back. Who, he was the one that approached her. She initially said no, and he had a lo- he had a sit down with her, showed her the script, talked to her about it, and she did. She admitted, like, well, they offered to pay me a good amount of money, but she also did say she did like what they had presented to her and she liked David and uh, you know, we'll get into David Gordon green as we talk about this, but that's one thing that I consistently hear like about David Gordon green is David Gordon green sold me on this idea. David Gordon green got me to come into this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis was sold by David Gordon green, not Jason Blum, not Malika Cod, David Gordon green. And so was Ellen Burstyn. You can say what you want. You can say, I mean, you could say it's all about the payday and everything like that. I mean, dude, I like both of these actresses. Uh, I mean, Ellen Burstyn, she's an she's an Oscar nominated actress for the role of Chris McNeil. Like, never forget that. Like, that role was monumental for her. And Jamie Lee Curtis is an Oscar winner. Yeah, these are these are A list actresses, and uh, so I it speaks to David. I don't know what he's saying to them or or what, but. Everybody that works with him says they like him. He's really smart. He he knows what the fuck he's doing. And uh, I think the proof is in the pudding when you're able to get some of these people to be a part of it that swore they'd never be a part of it again. Ellen Burstyn wouldn't come back for the heretic. She said that years ago. Years ago. They approached her for the heretic. She said, fuck no. No way. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, to be fair, dude, freaking beat the piss out of his actors. He pushed he pushed her in that one scene where she falls down. Like I I she was probably traumatized from the first movie, you know. So like I could I could understand why she was like, I'm not touching the exorcist ever ever again. Um I it's just I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm assuming you disagree, but like I don't know. Like I I, I think I would have preferred if this movie just would have stood on its own two feet. And would have just been a movie about possession and it's not it's not that i disagree it's you, that you, 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 i i i think with ellen burston in particular i actually liked her inclusion i did i actually liked that she was a part of it i did feel like it added credence to the story and i loved her 
where her relationship with Reagan was. I thought that was actually really powerful that she wrote a book and Reagan was like, fuck you. I'm cutting you out of my life. I actually liked that. I thought that that was believable. You know, it was believable that that would happen to her as a little girl and she would view her mom trying to profit off of it. And she'd be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Like I, I liked that. And I, my problem with Ellen Burstyn is they stab her eyes out for a metaphor of symbolism. Like, I want to see my daughter again. Well, yeah. You'll never fucking see her again. Like it's it's symbolism, but it's so heavy-handed. It's like, David, we could have gotten there some some other way, brother. We didn't have to stab her eyes out. Like that to me was okay. I'm not saying I hated it, but I didn't like it. I just thought it was super heavy-handed symbolism for the end of the movie when Reagan shows up, but she can't see her. Cause it's, but it really, it's all about belief and believing in things you can't see. That's what this movie's about. Right. Yeah. So let's literally take her yeah. eyesight. Like, okay, David, <laughs> do we have to do that? Like, what do you do with her from this point? Right. I, I, that's my other thing. Is she going to become like, uh, is she going to become like this, like wise old woman that just sits in bed and can't see? And like, could like, okay, you remember that one part of the movie at the very, it was like during the climax of everything, they cut to her, like when the, like when the exorcism stuff is where you're at the height of the exorcism stuff, there's a, there's a cut to her in her hospital bed where she reaches out her hand, like reacting to what's going on at the house. Do you remember this? Like for me, I was like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like I like I there's that's like I don't get that I just don't get it like what kind of powers does this fucking broad have now that she's blind and she can feel what's going on I I just think there's more problems here than it, than the trouble it was worth I think I swear to God if you took them out of the movie and still called it Exorcist Believer and it stood on its own two feet like that I still think it would have been a, a good movie I mean I that's agree like, with that's you. What, like, that's what I've been I've been thinking about that all day I've been thinking about that all day. I, you know, I, would it have been I, great to people? Of course not. Never. But I agree. That's, where I'm you, at. that's just where I'm I, at with it. I will say this. I think that the very end was awesome. Personally, seeing Ellen Burstyn and Linda Blair on screen together. I thought that that moment was really moving. Like, I, it really was. Like, I, I really liked that moment. Um, and so I like that. Um. And I, believe it or not, I liked Ellen Burstyn when she's at her house and she's talking to Mr. Fielding, you know, about her life. And I thought that was a good scene. I really did. I, I thought it was good character work for her. It was nice to pick up and see where she is now and get her view on things and stuff. I liked that. But I don't think I needed 90-year-old Ellen Burstyn going to face down demons. I Personally, I don't – I wouldn't have done that. Like, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, now – I think hell that, no, hell no, no. But surprisingly, she had some good line delivery when she's in that bedroom, and I loved the callback that she said, like in my like beloved daughter's name or something like that. Reagan, like when she like she's yelling, I was like, damn, this ninety year old woman, like she can still get it, like all right. But still, watching it on screen, you're like, this is kind of corny though, because that's a fucking demon, and you're like almost yeah. dead anyway. Like really, like. Really, I don't know. 
the thing is, it's like what we have to wonder about now is what they're going to do or like, what are they going to do with with Linda? Right. Because I'm assuming they're going to want to use her big time. She's supposed to be one movie. of the main characters in Deceiver. And she's already agreed to that. So it, that hasn't been widely reported yet. But uh, it, it will be. But yeah, she's going to be one of the focal points of the sequel. Like she's an interesting broad, dude. Like she, for the longest time, she doesn't. It's not that she wouldn't talk about the Exorcist, but like I've heard so many people. I saw her at Texas Fright. Remember one year? I didn't go up to meet, talk to her. So many people go up to her, and she doesn't want to talk about certain movies she did, uh, especially some of the sleazier stuff she's done. She doesn't like talking about the Exorcist. They brought her on to talk about the Exorcist a little bit for cursed films, and she surface level would talk about stuff but she wouldn't get into like other things so just like the fact that she agreed to this is pretty nuts to me because she doesn't strike me as somebody that's needs a lot of money or is interested in money and i know she's i I make jokes about it but she's like i kept saying oh dude she's got to have some kind of deal with her dog foundation if she's doing these movies she's getting a big and she's getting a big stipend for this dog foundation which it would be cool if that's true but I don't know, dude. Like, it's bizarre to me. And then you really have to wonder what kind of movie would she agree to doing? Like, it's, I, I almost want, like, there's, there, there's no way they're just going to throw anything in front of her and she's going to be like, okay, I'll do it. I can imagine she would probably be even worse to, I say worse to deal with than Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't imagine Jamie would be bad to deal with, with us, with a script. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I just, I, I can foresee her being a pain in the ass to deal with with us with any kind of script that they're going to have to do with this because like i can't imagine it, it's got to tow her line whatever way that is big time i could be totally off on this but just based off of every experience most people have told me about her dude it just seems like it's her way or the highway with anything she does so i mean the fact that they got her to me is fucking shocking yeah i i will, I will say this though um regarding linda I think that she had that stance on the exorcist for a while because obviously of like one, it was super unfair that like literally she was a kid and like a bunch of people literally thought she was evil because this was like the first like mainstream demonic possession movie, the exorcist. And like, so that fucked with her childhood hardcore. Obviously the filming of the movie was dramatic and, and pain inducing for her. So there, there was a lot behind it. And I think that that's why, you know, after the heretic, she kind of separated herself and had no interest in it. But I think it's easier to have no interest yeah. in it when they're not approaching you to do more movies. We know that for a fact. Like she had never been approached, and The Exorcist had laid dormant for the most part for the last twenty years. They did that TV series, but it really had nothing to do with anything before. It was kind of its own thing. So, I think it's easy for Linda to say that up until the point that it now becomes clear, hey, they're making another one. And then it's like, and that's what happened. She took to Twitter to be like, yeah, I heard about this. They haven't reached out to me. You know, I'm bummed out about it. But hey, you know good for them happy for them i think that moment for her was like holy shit they're actually doing it and they're making a sequel to the first movie and they didn't call me i'm kind of offended and i think that that made her kind of recalculate and be like well if they're gonna do this i want to be a part of it like i have a right to be a part of that and she does i mean she definitely does so and i i want to see a lot of her in deceiver i really really do like i want to see a lot of her because i one of the biggest complaints i had about this movie Although I really, really liked Angela and and uh, her dad, and I, I I really liked their story, I was really into it. I feel like 
it, this movie would have been so much better if the, the Ellen Burstyn role was for Linda Blair, aside from the eyes getting gouged out. Like, I, I just feel like it, because she literally, like, there's even a line where Ellen Burstyn says, well, I wasn't, I didn't witness the exorcism. Like, I, I wasn't in the room. So I think it would have been so much stronger if this was Reagan that was helping, you know, Reagan facing down that demon. Um, so, yeah, I want to see, I want to see more Reagan next time. And I'm I'm happy to hear that that looks like that is the plan. Well, you know, I was thinking about well, what is the next one, and I'm thinking to myself, why? What is it, is it going to be that what you're basically describing? Are they just going to do another movie to where she takes on that role and she tries to help some other kid? Like who's next? Like what are they going to do? Is is the kids from the first one? This is, is the is the is the little black girl coming back? Is the dad coming back? Uh, like, what's going to happen? What kind of story are they going to do? Are they going to go? Are they going to do something with that little the soul of the white the white kid that is sucked into hell now? Like, are they going to do something wild and imaginative and do something really out there? Uh, like, I, that's my thing. It's like, what the fuck are they going to do well, now? I, are they I bringing the, anybody back? I think the title. <clears throat> I think the title is telling. And I think once you see this movie, the title for the next movie is even more telling because it's called The Exorcist Deceiver. And I think that deceit is obviously going to be the theme of that movie. And I think part of that deceit is that I don't think this demon's actually gone. Maybe it's out of Angela, but I don't think it's gone. Um, I, I think they were deceived. I think they were lied to. Uh, I think that the idea that... Oh, so the, so the black girl is still possessed. <laughs> no, no, I don't think <laughs> she's still saying. possessed. I don't think she's still possessed. I, I think that that demon is still around. And someone's going to get possessed. I think that the belief that, okay, we'll, we'll just take one girl and then we'll leave. And you, and you can have this girl. I don't think that demon's actually going to leave. And wherever it goes, but I, I think it deceived them. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more in depth about that third act. But, um, yeah, I, 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 maybe that is the role that, that Linda Blair is going to play. But honestly, like hearing that, I think it makes way more sense for Linda than it did for Ellen Burstyn. So I'm more on board with that. Like I, I really am. Like if that's the role that she's going to play, I can buy that. She's like the wise old sage now that's been there, done that. Yeah. Okay. I, that's makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'd rather see Linda than, than the mama. No offense to the mama, but I mean, it was cool seeing Linda. I just, I just, you can understand how I'm just like, I like David. I I do. I like him. I like I like I like listen to his interviews and I I think he's a good director. But I still don't really trust these people all the way. Like I don't know. Like I'm just like cautious. I'm so cautious about what they're going to do with that. And um and I kind of want him to be risky. I kind of want him to get dreamy and and do some wild stuff like he does like he did with the the last Halloween film, but what kind of shitstorm is that going to cause? I think if anything, because a big shitstorm. I think if anything, he's proven he doesn't give a fuck, and and good for him, good for him. But I, I you, think you yeah. can't. Well, you can. Yeah, you cannot be in that business. And like, I love the fact that he doesn't re like. You'll never probably hear him respond to anything like that's that to me that's completely professional like when you do something do it you know you gotta you gotta you gotta put your put it out there all the way and can't apologize for it no, to me I mean, if he would if he would yeah 
if he would the ever internet melted down he's a professional. after the that I, I have so much respect for the internet melted down after the announcement the internet melted down after the movie came out david's used to this and i think universal and blumhouse are used to this and say what you want about them i respect the shit out of them that they at least have their filmmakers back and they're like do what you're gonna do man like you do it you do it you and Nobody can sit here and tell me that David Gordon Green is not truly a fucking a horror fan. He is. He's clearly playing in a sandbox that he loves. Like he he loves yeah. it. You can tell he loves it. And but good. Yeah. My my only thing though, Nick, is people don't give a fuck about that. Look at Rob Zombie. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care if you're a horror fan. You know, like that that's, they don't that's have to- that, I I it's just in, well, it's just interesting, right? It's just very interesting to me that you know you can put Daniel Harris <laughs> as a different character in a Halloween film, and there's no brownie points for that. You know, there's no brown like he doesn't get any he, he doesn't get any brownie points for that at all. He so it was well, just it's like it's very interesting to me that it's clear that the public does not give a fuck if you're a horror fan as a director it means shit to him but i do you know i do and i think i think uh, i think there is a strong faction of the horror fandom and i've noticed it through talking about this movie the past two days that even if they didn't like the movie they can say it's clear that he does have an affinity and a love for this stuff and that is cool it's cool that they've at least got a filmmaker that understands the source material and and clearly has an appreciation for it and um because how many times have you hired a filmmaker that didn't give two shits they were just there to do the job just just to do the job and i don't i just don't get that vibe with david and and i i don't think anybody can honestly say that about david i just don't think it's true don't you think there could be some credence though to maybe not having him direct all three of these movies. Yes. Yes. 100%. I do too. I almost think like there's one, there's one part of me that would be like, he's, he is doing, none of us would turn down what he's doing. I don't care what anybody says. If we were in the kind of position he was in, of course, none of us would turn it down. But do you almost think that it comes at such a price to literally be tackling all these gigantic, monstrous titles and remaking them? Do you think that eventually it will come with a profit, not a per, not a price in terms of what fans like us say? Clearly, he doesn't care about that. But do you think it's ever going to come to him from a professional price? And harm him if 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 now all he did like what is he going to do after the exorcist in five years six years what's what's he tackling next like i would just wonder at what professional price do you think it could cause him if he becomes known as the guy who does a trilogy to to old horror properties well i mean christian to that think he thinks about that you could say that narrative and people will say that narrative but you they're there that's not how these you know the big wigs look at it they look at it like the guy that made Halloween half a billion dollars, the guy that made the exorcist, oh, of course. How, however, ends up making that guy. They they'll see a cash cow, right. they, and they'll see a guy that's willing to 
play in whatever sandbox they want him to play in. So professionally, I don't think it's going to have a price. I think the price that he's going to have to pay is his own mental health because of some of the rabid fan bases that are going to continually be at his throat. But to his credit, I don't think he gives a shit. I really don't. And, and so if I'm David and Universal says we want you to direct the Seaver, which I believe he is tapped to, to direct the sequel, um, but he did say in an interview two days ago, him and Jason Blum did an interview, and he said, we'll see. Um, so I think that's the plan. Um, they just haven't announced it yet. I don't know about the third one. There's no tentative plan for that one yet. But I, if I'm David, I do it. If, I'm, if my heart is in it, I do it. I do the best I can do. I continue to make Universal and Jason Blum happy because that word gets around. You know, these studios, Paramount, whoever it might be, New Line will go, damn, he was really good to work with and he made him a shitload of money. Yeah, of course we'd love to work with this guy. And I think that's all that, you know, good good for David. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just wonder though, if there, if what if he wants to do different sorts of things, and it becomes a, it becomes a trouble for him to convince his people around him to let him do it. And and there's another, there's something to be said too about how, and again, I like I like David. Okay, I do, but I think there's also something to be said about how James Wan never lingers around. He does something, and he does he moves on. And then other people get involved with something he creates, and then you get these in really individualistic flares. And without you know James Wan not wanting to do everything, then you get these other people coming and doing these movies, and you get your Annabelle creation, and then then you get your uh, you get these you get these specific feels to these movies in this universe that gets created that I think is a good thing. And I'm almost wondering from a fan standpoint of a viewer. If there's something to be said about him not just directing the, a trilogy of movies, and if that could be beneficial, and kind of, and, and if it would be beneficial to not only us, the viewers, especially people that don't like him, but just, uh, I don't know, like to make these, I, I just worry that the movies will all start to feel the same if he's if he's directing it and the same guy's writing all three. Especially if, if, if like with Halloween, there's a big people like there's a lot of people say that kills was not a, it really wasn't a movie. It was literally something they had to kind of create. And I, I like kills a lot. I think it's an accidental horror classic. Now, Christian, you're saying, and, and I understand where you're coming from. You're wondering if it's all going to feel the same. The Halloween trilogy didn't feel the same at all. And it was the same team. So well, it didn't, it didn't, you're, you're right. They're, they're individualistic in a sense, but I, I, I'm having a hard time really trying to say what I'm trying to say in terms of like how the film, like there's just for better or for worse, it's clear. You can tell James Wan didn't direct the conjuring three, but you, it's clear that that's not him making that movie. And I just wonder if it would, if it would be cool to have different directors, who would film stuff differently or take different approaches than him. That would be beneficial for the audience as opposed to just his directorial vision for this kind of stuff. That's yeah. what I like about the conjuring franchise, whether, whether I like all those movies or not, I just kind of, I kind of wish that could be an approach that could be taken if not for the exorcist, but for something else down the road. Um, 
I, I don't know. Like, again, I like David, but I, I really, really want to see him do something original after this is all said and done, too. Um, I'd love well, to see him tackle something, a one-off, a different kind of idea, an original idea, uh, and really come out swinging with something. And, you know, I don't know. Yes. I feel like I'm in defense of him in a sense because, like, I want him to win over, win people over, you know? And, yeah, uh, and, and, and my thing I don't know. I've him. just been thinking about that. No, I know. And my thing with my thing with David is, yeah, like I'm really getting sick and tired of people like trashing this guy too. like you didn't hear. Most of you didn't hear about this motherfucker till Halloween 2018. And most of you liked that movie. The vitriol comes from what happened after 2018. That's where the vitriol came from. But you have to understand that David Gordon Green has done a lot of really good movies in his career before this shit. He did Stronger, a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a really good movie. It's a drama. It's a really good movie. He did Pineapple Express, which is one of my favorite comedies like ever. And that's a really good movie too. Very well-regarded comedy. And so like David is a good director. David just did something with a, a franchise that a lot of people hold dear. And now they're like, he's doing it again with The Exorcist. He's bending Pazuzu over and going in dry. No, it, you're – I just <laughs> – I, I hear what you're saying. I really do. And and you have every right to say that. And it is a legitimate worry. It is a legitimate fear to have. But the way I look at it with David is, I think that this guy, I, I do think that he is doing it because he wants to do it. Because he feels like he has something to say. And as far as the James Wan point, let's, let us not forget that James Wan... <laughs> directed the first two conjuring movies because he cared so much about those characters and so much about that those stories and he helped write the third one he didn't direct it but he was a writer on it so he was very involved with those three films because he and same thing with the first three saw movies he was very he only directed the first one but he was very involved with two and three because that mattered to him those stories those characters they mattered to him he wanted to be a part of it so he didn't linger as the director for the first three saw movies but he was very influential and and vocal about those movies their scripts their all of that so david i think if he wants to do the trilogy let him do the trilogy if he doesn't want to do it he doesn't have to do it but i think at the end of the day if he feels like he has something to say and it's worth his time let him do it absolutely let him do it i'm you know but i i want him to be involved i guess what i'm i guess what i'm i'm trying to word this i was trying to express this really clearly like I guess what I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, and you're right, James Wan is involved, and that's great. And I'm not saying I don't want David to not be involved, but at the end of the day, two directors can have an actor say a line, and they may have a completely different way they want it said, and they want it delivered. And I think that's what I'm getting at. It's like I, I think it would be really interesting for one of these Exorcist films to just have somebody else saying cut and action. And that's like, and it's not that I, it's like, I don't know. I just like that about the Conjuring universe. And I would like to see that in the Blum universe, whatever the fuck you want to call this universe, whatever it's going to be. The Exorcist verse. So, that's that's the all I'm saying. The, the Exorcist verse. Cinematic universe. I just think that that's, I don't know. I, and maybe David, maybe David won't direct all three of these. Maybe, maybe he'll get uh, somebody else. Danny McBride. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't think. Writing wise, I I definitely think this was one of his better movies so far. Yeah, with this horror thing, like mm -hmm. none of the dialogue really killed me. Uh, 
I got the only like when it like the thing about the body and the blood that I think is cringy to all of us is it's so rudimentary. It's like uh, evil possession. Uh, what a what a de- devil say? Uh, body in Christ, uh, the blood and the blood of the lamb. Uh, the body, the body of the blood. Yeah, that's it. Body in the blood. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's so. If you were a kid talking about a movie you were gonna make, that's what you would talk to your friends about happening. Like it's so basic, rudimentary to a possession film that it's just like. I, when I was watching it, I was, and when that scene hit, when that happened, when the kid leaves the room and you see him walk in, I was like, it was almost like you were watching yourself on camera in front of your friends and you know you don't like seeing yourself and you want to just get it over with. And I was, mm-hmm. once it was over with, I was like, oh, thank God. It's just, yeah, but, but you and I both agreed. So and, rudimentary. And you and I both agreed. I do have to say the setup to that scene that you saw some of David and Danny's humor. And, and I actually liked it. There was a little bit of humor in an exorcist movie. The fact that she's sitting there and she's like grabbing the Bible and shit with her foot and like smiling. I was like, this is kind of funny. Like I liked the setup. Yeah. I really did like the setup. So that scene wasn't a total loss for me because I hated when she walked in and she's just going body, body in the blood, but everything before that, the setup, I liked it. I actually liked it. I think they just did. They did too much with it too much. Like it was good. And then it wasn't good. So uh, it was like a wash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Like, so I, I want to talk about what I like after this. Cause I don't want to just, cause clearly I said, I thought the film was, was pretty good, but in my, in my heart of hearts, I like there's a, there's a version of this movie without Ellen or Linda that I think could stand on its own two feet and not be a, not be a home run for people. But I think people could say, you know what? They, they did something on their own and I can respect that. There's a part of me that just feels that was maybe not the way to go because I'm just one voice, but a way to go. But regardless, like, like the, the, the father and the, and the daughter, the, basically the stars of the film, they were, I mean, I really liked them, especially, especially after he gets her home and he runs her bath water and she like it's like like the whole that whole build up with those two was so good i thought and um the tension of, of just the fact that they, they were lost in the woods too the fact that they didn't show it it's like thank you like sometimes less really is more and like you know i know it's like it sounds like a cheap thing but like i love that um and even when they were possessed, like by the time you get them together in the house, all that I thought was it exceeded my expectations. Like I really thought it was going to be a train wreck. I kept saying because like before I saw the movie, the reviews were so bad. I think I even said if if you were going to give it a number score and if it was playing golf, it would be doing great. And when it comes to critics on Rotten Tomatoes, I, I I don't like Rotten Tomatoes anyway. As a matter of fact, I really can't stand it when you buy a Blu-ray and they put that on the slipcover or the artwork. It's like, I guess people care about Rotten Tomatoes. I don't. I just true. I truly don't give a fuck. Because if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, like the critic score for Ninja Turtles, the 1990 movie is like horrible. But the viewer score is like 95, 96%. So it's just like, what the fuck were the critics like? Was the character development not there for the rat in Ninja Turtles? You fucking idiots. Like, so I hate, I really hate Rotten Tomatoes. No disrespect to anybody that's a tomato or whatever the hell you call it. I have no desire to, I have no desire to review stuff on Rotten Tomatoes. I never will mark my words, but so I didn't really pay attention too much. But then again, you really couldn't avoid it. 
like the like the the day that the pre-reviews came out dude it was funny it was pretty funny how low they were and uh so i went in thinking it was gonna be a complete shit storm and um i haven't seen a five-star review from anybody yet uh joking or not joking i haven't seen one then again i haven't really looked um but it was just better than i thought it was gonna be and i really like the opening scene i really like the 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 the, the father and daughter um I I just I thought there was some good stuff in there, especially when the neighbor is taking care of the daughter in the hospital and she says her like as a viewer, you're like, what the fuck's going on when she says her her nun name to her? And they never alluded this to the audience yet. So you're just thinking to yourself, huh? But I was like, well, what the fuck? What is she saying to her? And then when you find out when she tells the dad, I've never spoken about this. And she looked at me and it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I, I I think there's more good than bad for me in the movie, and um, I, I remember I came home and I said he was like, well, "How was it?" Like, and I was like, "You know what? It really wasn't that bad. I, I just didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was a pretty good movie." And she goes, "All right, well, you know, I'll, I'll check it out." She goes, "You gonna watch it again?" I was like, "I need to watch it again. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm gonna have to watch this movie a few more times." I, I think and, I'm gonna uh, go see like it it's it's interesting, again. Nick. I, I really do. You gonna say it again? I think so. It, it, this is the thing, Nick. I walk this is what this is what you have to remember about me and Blumhouse movies with these big titles. I walked out of 2018 thinking I literally saw Jesus walk on water in front of me. It was hard not to. And if anybody lie, if anybody denies that, there's a part you're lying. It was so cool here on the Halloween theme in the theater. You almost felt like you shouldn't be doing like it. You felt illegal, right? It was so cool. Um, maybe some people tempered themselves a lot more than me but i think anybody everybody that went into that as a halloween fan was like holy shit then i despise the movie now i think it's not bad there's st there's stuff about 2018 i really i think the score out of the three is to me undeniably the best that john and his kid did i think it's fabulous kills i like ends I was like, I think, I think I like it. And then I, you know, I, I stepped back and I was like, visually, I love this. I'd love that. Then I'd think about it again. I was just like, maybe people are right. Maybe it is a piece of shit, you know? And I, that, that takes a lot for me to admit that sometimes when you hear a bunch of the same stuff, it can sway you. I'd be lying if I said, sometimes just listen to people. It would, it sometimes gets in your head. I think anybody it can happen to anybody. You know, it happened with the Rob Zombie films for a long time for me. But then I watched it again. I was like, I'm honestly going to watch this movie. No phone. I'm going to sit in here, lights off, and I'm going to review it. And I'm not. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. And so, like, I, I was just like, yeah, I, I do like this movie. Kills this was the Halloween film I probably needed. But Ends was the one I wanted that was just like, this isn't really a Halloween film. But it is, you know. And maybe I'll get that from The Exorcist, because is is Exorcist three is Exorcist three an Exorcist film? No, but then again, it is. They kind of made it one, but it wasn't. It was Legion, and it's a fucking masterpiece. Are we gonna get a masterpiece out of the new Exorcist films? I, I don't know, an accidental one, and I'll be totally happy if I get an accidental masterpiece. But I don't. Know, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm just. I'm processing. I'm processing all this, dude. I mean, I just saw this movie, and it's like, it's gonna take time. I'm gonna have to see it again. But I was telling Sydney, I was like, Sydney, I think it's an okay movie. 
And um, is it really sacrificial to do an Exorcist film now? I mean, really, it's not like they haven't done remakes and stuff already. As a matter of fact, they they did the remake twice because they didn't think it was good enough. You know, so the fact that there's remakes that they did twice because they didn't think it was good enough. There was a sequel that nobody liked. Exorcist 3 was a fantastic, but at the time, nobody saw it. It's like, is it really sacrificial anymore to redo these movies? Does it take anything away from the original? How many no. Halloween films have they made? Has, does it, has anything taken anything away from John's movie? No, and it never will. I, I don't, I don't think so. It's a bullshit narrative. It's a completely bullshit narrative. Those movies still exist. Those timelines still exist. Making a sequel is not going to tarnish the legacy of a movie that's a masterpiece. That's not real. That's fantasy land. That is bullshit, no matter what anybody tells you. It is not sacrilegious to do this. It is not. What is sacrilegious is if you have nothing new to add or to say. And I think, for its even with its warts, I think the exorcist believer had things to say you know the thing about this movie i think that is the most impressive mm -hmm. for me and i hate hate when i've seen people say it's soulless it was lazy it was a cash grab there is an underlying theme that is prevalent all throughout this movie and it is called out so many times belief believing inner strength like it is the theme of this movie and they play it up. It had something to say. And I think that when this, I do think this is a movie that might go up a tick for me after a couple watches. I think I was so like middle of the road to barely above middle of the road because I was expecting shit and it wasn't shit. And now I think that now right. going into it again, knowing it's not shit, I might appreciate some things even more and go, not only is it not shit, it's pretty good. Like, dare I say pretty good. Um, and I, I think I could get there with this movie. I, I think it is. I think it's good. I think it's good. And um, I just think that so many people waste their time thinking that they're, you know, arguing with you online or, or you know, wanting to review bomb this, these movies and stuff is going to change your opinion. And it's not going to change your opinion. And it shouldn't because then you're just, you're wishy-washy. You're flaky anyway. Like, nah, dude, stay, just stick to what you, stick to how you felt. Just stick to how you felt because no amount of internet bullying is going to make someone not like something. And I think that the exorcist believer it had some things to say. And especially that first act, you talked about it too. That first act was very reminiscent of the, of the first movie. Getting to know the characters, getting to know the family, seeing their bond, seeing like, I was like, holy shit, David Gordon Green's doing the drama and he's doing it well. Like, okay, I care about these people. I care about their story. And then the second act, it goes a little off the rails because you kind of shoehorn Ellen Burstyn in there. And I like it at first. And then it's like Ellen Burstyn fights demons. And it's like, okay, what the fuck is this? And then you that calms down a little bit. And it starts to redeem itself a little bit with a pretty interesting third act. Just going to say, this movie had balls. It killed one of the girls. It killed one of the girls. And the best part about that was yeah. it was a trick within a trick. When, when the demon's saying, like, God played a trick on you, like, you know, you didn't want your daughter. You said you wanted to save the wife. Now you get to choose again. And he wouldn't choose. And the, the next trick was yeah. that the asshole dad chose, and the demon knew one of them was going to 
lean into their selfish desires. So the punishment was whoever you chose is going to be the one that dies. And that shit was so fucking cool. I, it was ballsy. And I was like, that that's good. Like that is good. That is good writing. That's good filmmaking right there. That was a good decision. I really liked that. That, yeah, I agree. That definitely surprised me a little bit. Definitely. I was like, okay, wow. Like, you know, you didn't see that coming. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like that element for sure. It's done well. And, it, you know, I think the star of the movie for me is definitely the main daughter. Yeah, Angela. Um, and her dad. Not the one with the two parents, Jr. but the dad. Like he was really good, too. He was really he good. He was. He. And he, he I like that he just kind of played like that. He just kind of played like that man's man who just kind of like he doesn't really emote much. Keeps he's very withdrawn. Obviously, he's been through a lot of shit in his life, so he doesn't show much emotion. Even when his daughter was missing, he was very because a lot of guys are like that, man. We bottle it up. We don't express. We don't, you know. It's just it's just in our nature to be like that. And I I thought that was a good performance. Very it, it's very it's very much like a nice. It felt like a Jordan Peele type of performance, in a sense, and um, it worked for me. Like that. Real. Like you could have made this movie strict. Felt real. You could have made this movie strictly. Let Jordan Peele direct the second one. Fuck. You could have made this movie just about them two, really. And I probably would have been like, let's go. So, like, the highlights from there's certain highlights. And unfortunately, like, just like everything that's a highlight for me about this movie just has nothing to do with Ellen. Um, like you said, I love the I like the opening. I'm really into uh, basically right. Basically. Everything it's like an Ellen's opening scene's not bad. I mean, it's like I'd be lying if I was like, Oh, we're we're at her house, like she's civilized. This is nice, like she's like doing her thing, but she you know, she's telling she's talking about her past and you know, I like some of I I kinda I got a I kind of figured what kind of person she was gonna be when she was like, Do you believe and stuff? And the way she reacted when he was like, I don't know. Like I like I wouldn't want to say typical. It was good. She's clearly an actress, she's great, but None of her stuff in the movie was a highlight for me. I just really, I was really into everything new about the film as opposed to the old stuff. Now, we'll see what happens with Linda. Like, I am, dude, I truly, I'm at the edge of my seat just to see her starring in a film and what they're going to do. Because I just wonder what her limits are in terms of subject matter and how intense or dark. All right, my back. I'm back. I'm good. Sorry. I'm just, I'm truly wondering. Sorry about the dead air, y'all. I'm truly wondering. Fucking Optum. I'm, I hate my internet company. They constantly, they're redoing everything in our town because they bought out the old people and they're redoing all the, I'm sorry, it's a pain in my ass, but yeah, I'm sorry. But like, dude, like I'm at the edge of my seat to see what Linda would do with the next one because I'm, I'm just based on all the stuff I hear, I truly can't fathom what she would agree or not agree to at this point with doing another one. Can Maybe I she's talk, let go. Can we can we talk about another character, uh, another decision that I think they made that I actually liked? Um, I don't know about you, but I totally, totally knew that priest was going to come into the house eventually. Totally knew it was going to happen. They, they, you, you did not trick me at all. I knew that was going to happen. But I loved when the dad went out there and knocked on the window and was like, fight's in there. 
and just walked away. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're being a pussy, dude. You're being a little bitch. And, um, but I loved the decision to have the callback, twist his fucking head around and kill the priest. I was like, holy shit. Like, that was cool. I liked that. Totally agree. Totally agree. And yeah, when you saw him in the car and he never drove away, it was like, okay, you're coming inside, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and then, um, like yeah, you said, I liked, I, liked, I liked the neighbor, and Dowd. I liked her, too. I thought she had some of the best – she was given some of the best writing. Like, I really do, with, like, her backstory. Her performance was really good, too. She really, really sold it. Like, she really did. I really liked her. And also, I think this movie did something that the first movie did really well. It captured a very, like, nice fall atmosphere like a late fall atmosphere. I really liked it. It, it, When I was sitting there in the theater at multiple points, I was thinking in my head, God, this is going to be like a perfect October watch, you know, like in years to come. Like this is going to be a movie that just looks like October, feels like October. Like I just, and I love that. Like I'm obviously a fucking mark for that. Um, And then um, there was another thing that I really, really liked. Uh, There were two things that I want to talk about. One, you and I talked about this last night. And that was when um, you have that peripheral scare. And I want to see more of that in the sequel, the, the scares in the periphery. And that was when Angela gets back home and her dad is talking to her at her bedside and the camera's on her face. And then the camera goes back to his face. And there's this blurry, like, figure back there you can't really make out what it is and it's like this disembodied voice and you don't even know what it's saying it's fucking freaky dude and there was no like music sting or anything to try to make you jump no it was just there it came out of nowhere and i was like oh dude that that was good that was a good scare yeah dude some yeah the the little things were good and all i i want to say we never talked about him yet but like What's his face? Uh, the effects guy's name, Nelson. I think he did some incredible, subtle, but like just really good, subtle work in this movie. And um, yeah, I thought, I thought, dude, that one moment where you see that thing behind the pops in the mm-hmm. bedroom. Yeah, I, I couldn't about. see it that well, too. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was trying. I was, I can't remember what it looked like or whatever. But dude, it freaked me out. That was a good moment. Mm-hmm. and but it was quick and it didn't they didn't bullshit with it too much so you know yeah it was that and shout out nelson because he definitely i think no, go i'm ahead. good i'm good i was gonna say shout out nelson this he did he did a good job in this one even with the girls the girls look great too yeah and then as far as uh another moment that kind of creeped me out not like maybe jump but it was eerie like it definitely gave me a little bit of like that feeling was and it was mean Dude, it was downright mean. And it's when the girl is trapped in like purgatory, basically. And you can hear the people on the other side saying, I choose you, I choose you, you know, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden, you hear like demon voice, like, I choose you. And they pull her down to hell. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking mean. And it was, it was freaky. It was freaky. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like I said, dude, like the, I was surprised how the ending I thought pulled off, pulled it all off pretty well. So I, I like, I like the movie. Like it's just, it, it's not, there's a different movie in my head, but 
you know, I think everybody can say that to a certain extent, you know, but I don't know. It's just going to be interesting seeing where they go from here. Truly. Are they going to do something? Um, I, dude, I, I, I buy everything. (laughs) So yeah, I'm getting it. (laughs) Well, they got some nice little collector's versions in the UK. They already announced that disc father was showing that looked pretty cool. So, yeah, and I'm sure what will happen is I'll buy all the steel books of this, and then when they put out the collection and the hard box like they just did with the Halloween films, I'll get that too. Well, see, I so. wanted to, I do want to talk no, about but yeah. this. A lot of people are talking about this on the internet, and I want to hear your thoughts on this personally. Everybody's talking about how Universal paid $400 million for the rights to The Exorcist, and everybody's going, well, there's no way they're going to make a sequel uh, because this is not going to make $400 million by itself. And, and then you're going to, you, you, why would you make a sequel if it's not profitable? Yada, yada. A lot of people have to understand that $400 million was for the rights. It, they're not fact. They're not hoping one movie breaks even for them. They, it was for the rights to make a trilogy. They're hoping that when the trilogy is all said and done, it will make them money. And this is tracking to open very similar like uh, to the nun Two. And the Nun 2 is about to, it's going to end its run right around 300 million. So if The Exorcist can do over 200 oh, million. Oh, wow. Yeah, if this can do over 200 million, yeah, it's, it's going to be gravy for them because they got two more. Also, to anybody that says, well, after the reviews, they're not going to make a sequel to this. Uh, not only is it already in pre-production, Jason Blum said in an interview uh, not long ago, he literally said the $400 million price tag to purchase the rights was for three greenlit movies. They're greenlit. They're happening no matter what. The cost has already been factored into it. So the only thing that might change after the critic reviews for this movie is they might recalibrate a bit. They might go, okay, well, let's polish up this script for the second one first. Let's let's take a bead for a couple months before we start filming. Let's try to perfect it. But it's coming. It is 100% coming. Universal and Blumhouse are not taking a $400 million bath. No fucking way. They're going to make these sequels. And they should. Because just like Halloween 2018, there was promise there. There was good ideas. There was some innovation. But all the pieces weren't there yet. And I felt like that trilogy got better as it went on. And there's no fucking reason. You ask me right now, Christian, right now. I'm just going to say it. This is better than Halloween 2018. This is a better legacy sequel than Halloween 2018, in my opinion. And I think that it's a better starting point for a new trilogy of legacy sequels than Halloween 2018 was. I, I believe that. Well. Um, I don't think you disagree. I don't know how to, I don't know what my, I, I, I'd have to really think about that. I don't know. I really couldn't answer that at this moment. Cause like, I, I'd like, you know, I like 2018 a little bit now. <laughs> I like this one. So um, I like this one, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I do, oh, I do, I do too. I don't, I just don't know. I do, like I said, I need to see it again. I, there's no way I can. Okay, I, I have to watch worst it. Worst case again. scenario, even if you say it's on par with 2018, if you're like, oh, okay, I don't think it's better, but it might be on par, equal footing. Well, then, if the same fate that the, that trilogy had, this trilogy has, isn't that good? It just got better. So if this just gets better from this starting point, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm watching them all anyway, you know, but I, I'm happy that I, I'm happy that in my opinion, I did not see a bad exorcist movie yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that feels good. But you said something I, that just kind of got my gears going about something. 
how much did you think that the exorcist is probably gonna make uh it is if you had to guess like your honest guest on it here's the worry it is tracking almost identical with the nun too and demonic possession movies and paranormal movies play really well overseas so you're probably i i think in your average market average multiplier with the opening that it's tracking to have as long as it opens that way you're probably looking at about around 250 million upwards of almost 300 million worldwide when it's all said and done the problem is and i'm kind of pissed about it not gonna lie that next weekend taylor swift's concert movie comes out and i think every movie in theaters next weekend is going to get decimated by her movie absolutely because they're saying that's going to open to over a hundred million fucking dollars so i think everything is going to get decimated. Oh, easy yeah so i worry about the legs but having well, said that could it recover after that yeah because it's october it's the halloween season so it could pick back up in its third weekend but i do think i do think if the overseas actuals are what they should be with this tracking it should reach 200 million worldwide when it's all said and done. It should. We'll see. Let, but this is what I wanted to ask you. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to just purposely sound negative about this movie's box office. Do you think that it's somewhat telling though about the Conjuring franchise if the Nun Two does outperform The Exorcist? No. You want to know why? Because I think modern audiences are more keen to the nun than they are to the exorcist. The exorcist has been in anonymity for decades. Nobody's given a shit about it. First of all, second of all, the exorcist has always been so much more than spooky jump scares and spooky ghost stories. It's always been so much more than that. When the exorcist is at its best with the original and the third one, it is so much more than that. The nun, the conjuring universe as a whole, I love those movies, a lot of them, but they definitely play into some of the tropes for modern audiences. And I think the Exorcist Believer trailers tried to show you that it was going to be like that. I'm actually happy to say those trailers did not sell the movie. They really didn't. The movie definitely had a lot more emotional weight to it and story to it. So I'm I'm definitely happy to say that. But um, I just think it's where we're at today, man. But I, if you if you would have told Blumhouse and Universal that this movie would get trashed by critics and be split amongst a fan base and it was going to make 200 million dollars they'd fucking take it cuz that's it's the first it, it that that's better than kills and ends it, it that that it, this movie's going to make more than their last two halloween movies and more than insidious 5 which was their highest insidious movie they're going to take the win absolutely yeah which i just find it interesting that those movies just do so well still not not necessarily i'm talking about issues but like it's when you look at it it's like those conjuring movies the insidious movies the james wan world that he created i guess it's still a money it's it prints money and um i don't know i guess because i don't live in the normal world of mm. being a casual fan so to me the exorcist is um no pun intended, but like a God in a sense, you know, it's, it's and the fact that maybe it's not as culturally, culturally relevant as I thought it would be. I, I thought 
maybe like the movie was going to make like 500 million dollars that's what i thought so like it's just it's weird for me to hear that and of course that sounds ridiculous but like to me like i said i don't live in the i don't live in the normal world right so i'm thinking oh the exorcist is going to be the biggest thing ever at the box office i'm not trying to sound negative it's just like it, it's hitting me that maybe it's not as culturally culturally relevant as i thought no and but you, know? you got it you got to think about it though dude that when the when the exorcist came out it was the first of its kind it, it was it was an experience it was like a life experience that everybody had to have to see that movie it was a huge deal it was like the blair witch project in the 90s it was it, i mean it was it was like jaws like everybody had to see that movie it was just it you had to do it it was a rite of passage the exorcist has been such a damaged ip because they've just not done anything with it so all these kids today all these teenagers they don't know what the fuck this is they have no idea they don't care so i can tell you my preview screening last night mostly was middle-aged to older people it was people my age and older people. Yeah, it wasn't. There weren't teenagers there, because that's same. This is not who this movie's same to. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that till you said it. But yeah, my theater was mostly, mostly adults, like adult adults, mm -hmm. like you know, kids or wow. I don't know. Like it's 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 interesting. I, I didn't really click with me until we started talking about that. So, I, yeah. But just, like I said, I think like it's I'm interested. Do to see. Well, for, for Go what ahead. it for what it is. It's, it's going to do well for what it is. It, it absolutely is. And I think that in the today's day and age, yeah, like like if I, everybody was like, oh my god, Smile was such a huge hit. Smile was the hit of the year in 2022. It was massive. It was it made 200 million dollars. This movie's going to do that too. But people won't look at it in the same light because, like you said, it's The Exorcist, though. But this is a really good jumping off point. Yeah. It absolutely is a good starting point. Like, you brought this franchise back after decades of anonymity, and it made, like, $200 million. That's a good starting point. Build off of that. Like, build from there. That's true. I mean, Paramount, dude, they are the gods of promotion. I don't think anybody could promote movies like them. They're geniuses over there. To take a, to take a, a nothing burger like Smile, and I remember I thought of how dumb it was. Like they put some broad at a baseball game, and she just made the face. But everybody was talking about it. It was brilliant. I thought it was so stupid. But then again, I couldn't get out of my head. That you know? movie was so mid. It was um, so middle of the road for me. But it didn't matter because it made you know. It's like. Paramount, they they don't care if you like the movie or not. You know, <laughs> mm. they just want your money. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, anyway, um, for Megan, Megan was a cultural phenomenon, and I walked away from that movie going, "Okay, that happened. Whatever." I can't, yeah, I don't really give a shit. It was a start. Yeah, it was the start of the year. I think it was the start of the year, and people were ready to. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I'll just speak for me, but. Listen, people, for those listening, you, you you basically have heard me tonight really just try to talk through my thoughts on the film and how I'm feeling and really processing the uh, the new Exorcist film. And I got to see it again. I really do. But um, I'd love to know how everybody out there thinks 
If you hate it or love it, I don't care. You don't. It, it, it doesn't bother me. Let me know. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And before you know it, we'll be hearing about the new one. And we'll we'll go from there. But I, I, I do urge people to check it out. You know, I mean, you may as well. There's always, I don't care who, what you say. Everybody, there's at least a morbid curiosity. Mid-level Go see media. it. You, you, you just we never know. You out. We are calling you might, out. Uh, Kennel. Yeah, Kennel, Kennel see it. You just never know, man. There's only one way to find out if you like or dislike something, and that's going to see it. You know, so go go see it, you know? Mm-hmm. um, So I, I, I think it's a pretty good movie, and I just think, Nick, for a lot of people, that's simply not good enough. So that's my final thoughts on the general public's opinion of The Exorcist. And you Believe know, Christian, it. you're not wrong, and uh, you're absolutely not wrong. But I will just say this: I think that it may not be not it may not be good enough uh, when the The Exorcist is the barometer; it is the bar to meet. I understand that. I think it's the greatest horror film ever, in my opinion. But look, I if if it's happening. If it, if I know it is an inevitability that it is happening, just please don't be a waste of time. Please don't be disrespectful, and please have nothing to. Please don't have nothing to say. And I can. I am happy to say that this movie did not do those things that I was worried about. So if it's just fine, and that's where I land with it, guys. I was definitely, you know, more positive. I, I, I definitely, but Christian and I both gave it three stars. We just, I mean, you know, it's, it's slightly above average. It's all right. Pretty good. You know, cool. Fine. Um, Go see it. Yeah. Like Christian said, go see it, you know, form an opinion for yourself. Don't let the internet or the fact that it's the exorcist and it's David Gordon Green directing it. There's no way it could be good. Just go see it. You might, you might surprise yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I get it too. It's like, I like to have, believe me, people, I, I, I like to have fun. You know, when, when you see these early previews, it, it, I think it's funny. You know, it doesn't. And the reason I can laugh at it and stuff is because I know I'm going to go see it for myself anyway. Uh, it was just, remember, I'll never forget that ex, that Evil Dead Rise re- preview that somebody put out. Like, this movie will beat you off. Everybody got such like, what the fuck was that? Who was that? Who made that review? It didn't happen. You know, it made no it sense. Happen. I don't like, know if what? it happened in your theater, but it didn't happen in my theater. Oh man. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wanted my money back, as a matter of fact. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this. So this is everything I can say about the the new Exorcist film. I got it all out on the table. Um, and that's how I feel. I, I am interested to see what people how you guys feel about this. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, whether it's if this is uh the weekend of uh the seventh or eighth or whatever. You've been able to see it. If uh, obviously, I wouldn't recommend listening to this if you hadn't seen it yet, or you didn't care about spoilers. But yeah, guys, I mean, check it out. It's like whether you like it or not, it's an Exorcist film. <laughs> you may as well see it for fuck's sake, and uh, go see it next weekend to kind of curb that uh, Taylor Swift uh, that Taylor Swift uh, bump. Matter of fact, you probably get an empty theater and have to worry about a bunch of people in there, so you can relax and kick back and get your get your saw, get your saw cups and buckets and and head trap pails, whatever the hell they're making for this movie. So there you go, guys. I mean, Nick, if you have anything else to add, I just I just um, 
like I said, I'm still processing it, man. But I, I'm gonna watch it again for sure. And I don't yeah. hate it. And is it is it is it a better opening movie than 2018? I I truly, I can't answer that yet. I don't know. I just don't know. I can't answer it yet. But I respect that you can probably say you think this one is. I don't disagree with you, but I just I don't know if that's my answer yet. I I, I don't know. I have to literally watch that. him. I, I think the reason I say that, and I'll, I'll just leave you guys with this tonight. Halloween 2018 slavishly tried to remind us of Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, the past, the callbacks, the nostalgia. Halloween 2018 made a point to do that. Credit to credit where credit's due. David Gordon Green did not do that as much in this movie. Yeah, Ellen Burstyn's in it. but That is true. He did not. He was not slavish to the past. He was not. And for that reason, you can see he's growing as a filmmaker. He wants to dif differentiate his movies between the previous movies. And uh, count me in. Maybe we are on a, with a better on a better footing in that instance. In that instance, yeah. So maybe maybe, maybe so. You know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, that was the Exorcist Believer breakdown. Like I said, please let us know how you feel about the movie. All all opinions are welcome. You know, I'll listen to anything anybody has to say about me, about Nick. Just don't start it with a cuss word. Otherwise, I, I, I won't take your opinion seriously. I'll laugh at it, but say whatever you want. Just be, you know, don't call me a bitch. So, uh, Nick, do you have anything else for you? I'm done. Are you good? Did done. you get it? Did you leave it all out on the field? It's all out there. I gave it my all. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Unita Horror Podcast. Take care.